Good morning, everyone. We're thinking of John's Gospel, and today we're in chapter 4, verses 14, 23 and 24. And it's all about the woman of Samaria. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, says the Lord Jesus, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The hour comes, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Here's a woman who's so despised by her community that she's fetching her water from the well at midday, the hottest time of the day. How lovely to see that the Lord Jesus is both ruler and overruler of situations and circumstances. What a surprise she had when sitting on the well is a man, and that man is a Jew, and that he communicates with her, which was unknown because Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Have you ever been unexpectedly confronted with a situation and entered into conversation with someone who's clearly been put there for a reason, but unknowingly to you or them. Well, that's what happened to this woman. But of course the Lord knew, as he knows everything before it happens. And it says he needs go through Samaria, no doubt to meet and save this dear woman. Give me to drink, he says, in order to commence the conversation that led to her salvation. What the Saviour wanted was her heart, not just the water to assuage his thirst. He did need that, as he was a real man, as well as being very God of very God. Did you know that he also wants your heart? As he wanted her heart? And incidentally, fellow Christian this morning, take opportunities when you meet someone to speak to them of the Saviour. Because who knows whether God might use them, to use you rather, to bring them to himself. This woman knew all about men. She'd had six of them. Five husbands and someone that wasn't her husband with which she was now living. This man was the seventh man in her life, so to say. But he was altogether different. She says about him to the Samaritan men later on, Come, see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And when they had met him, heard him and believed on him, They said, this is indeed the Christ, the saviour of the world. But what I want us to see is the absolutely amazing revelation that the Lord gave to this woman. He speaks of her unsatisfied life, and in a sense, her continual coming to the well and its inability to bring permanent satisfaction was an illustration of that very thing. However, he then speaks of the water that he gives totally satisfying, and being a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Often in Scripture, water that is still is an illustration of the Word of God. However, here the the water is springing up, and in chapter 7 it's gushing out, and it speaks of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life, springing up to God in worship and gushing out in blessing to others. We are so and utterly, totally reliant upon the work of God's Spirit in our Christian lives.
As the Lord reveals that he knows everything about her in minute detail, she begins to understand that the one she's been uh, she's met is from God and is a prophet. So she starts to speak of worship and the difference between the Samaritans and the Jews and their places of worship. The Lord then makes no apology for identifying the facts that the Samaritans didn't know what they worshipped as the Jews worshipped the true and the living God. But he goes on to speak of Christian worship, and that is to the Father. It's not now so much to Jehovah, the Jehovah of Israel, nor the Almighty, or the Eternal One. It's the worship of the Father. The relationship that our beloved Lord has with his Father, we are now, by grace and through the cross, brought into that same blessed relationship. I believe this revelation, which is the first time it's given, is truth being revealed that relates to the church era, which was to be born, so to say, on the day of Pentecost. And this amazing fact that by faith in Christ, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, all true believers are able to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. At this point, she says, when Messiah comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus, in effect, says this, I am, and that is a divine title, of course, I am that very one. In other words, he's saying, I am the Messiah, the coming one, the Christ. Interestingly, the penultimate mention of women in John's Gospel is at the cross. It's also noticeable that there were six men mentioned in connection with the Samaritan woman, which is the number of man and all his failures. But here in chapter 19, it's five people who loved and worshipped the Lord Jesus that stood beneath his cross. And five is the number of divine grace. It's here, as a result of his death, that the veil of the temple was rent in two, which opened the way into the holiest, so to say, into the immediate presence of God, in order that true worship of the Father could be presented. Scripture says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. How wonderful. Access into the presence of of the God of heaven and earth, which is where you and I, as forgiven sinners, can come. And we come to our Father and our God, all because Jesus suffered to bring us to him, to his Father, into this everlasting and eternal relationship. What a revelation this was. May God bless his word to you.